listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with me, Jade Elliott, where we talk all things pregnancy, children, and parenting. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV 2 News podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. You're listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with myself, Jade Elliott. Joined today by Jamie Douglas, the program administrator for the Intake and Waiting List Services team. We're talking about applying for disability services. Jamie, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. We want to increase the awareness about this process that is available to parents of children with disabilities. Uh, talking about applying for the services, uh, you know, with the Division of Services for People with Disabilities, you guys provide a wide range of services, all to help people in our area. Uh, with disabilities, help them participate more fully in their communities, you know, lead self-determined lives uh, and get them on the right path. And we want to talk about, uh, you know, for parents, how they can, how they can apply for these services for their kids. Let's start with the community supports waiver and what that looks like for families. Sure. Thank you. Um, The community supports waiver is available from birth throughout your lifespan. The types of services that are offered in the waiver um, it really does depend on what the person's needs are, but those things can change over time as well. And they can choose different services um, and, and look at other services throughout the time that they're on the, on the waiver. Just a couple examples of services that are offered for the community supports waiver, like behavior consultation, which is behavior supports that address serious behavior problems for people with disabilities. They use and focus on sound principles of applied behavior analysis and positive behavior supports um, to help train the families and give individuals some positive feedback. We also have things like tour services to help maintain a clean, sanitary, and safe living environment for persons with disabilities who are unable to complete these tasks on their own. Um, We have things like day support, which would be supervision and socialization services for people who are functionally impaired. Uh, Supported employment um, includes job development, placement, and intensive on-the-job training and supervision by a job coach. We also have services like respite care, which is a trained person that temporarily relieves parents or caregivers from the day-to-day care for the individual with disabilities. Uh, Supported living is also one of the services that is offered. It provides support, supervision, and socialization as well, personal care training, and assistance in order to help people live as independently as possible. Um, We do have programs like residential programs for individuals in the community if they want to live in that type of environment in a group home with a few roommates and supervision 24 hours a day. And these these services are for people with intellectual or developmental disabilities, something that could be related to Down syndrome or autism. What are some of the eligibility factors for this community support waiver? So the community supports waiver, like you said, we uh, support people with intellectual or developmental disabilities or related conditions like autism, cerebral palsy, Down syndrome, fetal alcohol syndrome. Um, So you start out by doing an intake packet um, and submitting documents for the team to review. So the intake worker reviews that information We are looking for an eligible diagnosis. Um, We do need specific testing like IQ testing and adaptive testing, autism testing, if that is applicable. Um, All of those things are are completed by a PhD or a psych D 
to get a diagnosis. We also look at what we call functional limitations. So three out of six functional limitations must be met for the individual to qualify for the community supports waiver. And those are things like self-care, like a person who requires assistance or training and or supervision with eating, dressing, grooming, or bathing, um, expressive or receptive language, um, an applicant who lacks functional communication skills, who needs assistive devices to communicate and may not be able to understand two-step instructions. Learning is another one of the functional limitations. That is a valid diagnosis of an intellectual disability made by a PhD or a psych D. Mobility is an applicant with mobility impairment who requires the use of assistive device to be mobile and who cannot physically self-evacuate from a building during an emergency. Self-direction is um, an applicant who is significantly at risk in making age-appropriate decisions, a person who is a significant danger to self or others, and capacity for independent living, an applicant who is unable to locate and use a telephone, cross streets safely, or understand what is not safe, or like things like accepting money from strangers or rides from strangers. Mm-hmm. What, what do you do then if you think um, that your child might qualify for this waiver? What's the next step? So there are three ways to apply for the community supports waiver. Um, The first one, you can always call our intake line. There are two people on our intake line every day, Monday through Friday. The number for that is 1-844-275-3773. They can kind of talk through some things if, you know, families have questions and send them the intake packet or information to get started. We also have our intake packets online on our website that you can go in and print off and fill out if you'd like, and then return that back to our DSPD intake email. And the third one that we just started a few years ago is called My Steps. It's an online application. Um, The person can go in, a family member can go in, the parents create an account and they actually complete all the documents and upload documents to the case so that the intake worker can read them. And that's mysteps.utah.gov where people can find that, correct? Yes. And so once you go through uh, the steps to apply, what's next? So the intake worker reviews all of the information. Um, They look for the eligible diagnosis that we spoke about. They do a few internal assessments. One is called our needs assessment questionnaire. And that is what we use to rank all of our individuals on our waiting list. So we go through that document um, and answer all the questions. We also review the psych evaluations, IEPs, any other information Mm -hmm. that's been submitted. And we determine that either the person is eligible or not eligible. Um, we have a notice that goes out to families called, an, called the Notice of Agency Action. And that gives the family information about if they were found eligible and placed on the waiting list or if they are not currently eligible for DSPD services. And so if they are found eligible, you mentioned they're placed on a waiting list, but that's not necessarily a first come, first serve waiting list. It's based on need, right? Correct. Yes. So. The most important thing for parents to know is to get on the waiting list as soon as possible. There's no perfect timing, obviously, when they can apply any time throughout the, the child's lifespan. Um, but it is not first come, first served. It's based on need. Um, and that part of that needs assessment questionnaire that I was talking about, that is the tool we use to rank everyone who's currently waiting for services. So again, for our listeners, we're talking about applying for disability services when it comes Uh, to your children. Uh, And there's these community support waivers that we're talking about. And so if you think that your child might qualify 
uh, for this waiver, you can call 1-844-275-3773 and you can talk to uh, one of the intake workers. Um, you can also print out the intake packet, uh, fill out that information and then return it to the services team. Or uh, like you were mentioning, Jamie, uh, one of your newer processes is applying online. You can go to mysteps.utah.gov and fill out that intake form. And like you were saying, you know, the sooner that you apply for these waivers, the better you want to get on that waiting list. um, Once you meet that eligibility requirements so that, you know, you can, you can be assessed based off of the need of your child. Yes, that is correct. We do offer other resources and we can help families look into finding community resources or other supports that might be helpful right away while they are waiting. Um, Sometimes we do offer services for people who are on the waiting list. They're minimal one-time supports, but those are things that people can access as well. So another reason it's important to get on that waiting list. Yeah. And that's what I was going to ask, you know, if, if you are on that waiting list, but you're not, you're not at the top of that waiting list based off of need at that moment, you know, what are some of those other resources for families? And then if you are found to not be eligible for the community supports waivers, um, but you do meet other eligibility requirements uh, based off of your child's needs or disabilities, um, you know, what other resources are there for families? So we, we do work pretty closely with the Utah Parent Center and their Family to Family Network. It's a good place for families to go to get support so they don't feel as isolated um, and start learning about, you know, what other families have done that maybe was helpful. Um, they could look into things like early intervention or getting an IEP at school. And those things, Utah Parent Center can help families kind of navigate if it's very new to them. We also would make referrals if if they would qualify for a different waiver program. We could have them look into that and give them information. Um, there's lots of resources out there. Uh, some we look at ABA therapy is something that insurance covers usually for younger children. Medicaid also covers ABA therapy for autism. So we try to give people resources that will help them specifically and try not to overload families with every resource that they can have, but you know, try to listen and make sure that we're giving them something that might be useful. Yeah. And I think that that's the most important part too, is, you know, for these families knowing that there are so many resources out there for them, whether, you know, it's meeting the eligibility of the community supports waiver or another program or waiver that they might qualify or be eligible for. So I appreciate um, you kind of walking us through those different resources for families. No problem. Well, we appreciate your time and uh, talking about applying for the disability services and also, you know, helping us increase the awareness of the process that is available to parents of children with disabilities. We thank you for being with us. Thank you so much. That's Jamie Douglas with us today. And that concludes our Baby Your Baby podcast. Thanks for joining me, Jade Elliott, and our guest for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic that you'd like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.